there is somebody for everybody. Yes. Everybody has people who want to be their friends. <clears throat> um, it'll come to you in time. And one one final thought on this would be. <laughs> Very nice. Very like nice. It. This is it, Chris. It's happy. Can we? Can this just be our theme song every <laughs> week? I love it. This is perfect. Oh, oh interesting. Wow. Okay. With How about the, that little piece there? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it just popped you up. Might have lost. <laughs> you like the very, very beginning more, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> I. Did, did you see me get my finger up? Like I, I knew. Thought I thought you knew the song well, no, when you I, did that. I knew it was gonna hit. But it, but it was hit, a big it, hit. It didn't hit the way I thought. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like... <laughs> it like went from Andy Griffith to Metallica, which was... No, not a, Metallica. A, a, a jump too far. <laughs> not, not, not It Metallica. wasn't Metallica it wasn't level. Metallica. <laughs> but you did, yes. you did time your finger up with that drop yeah, really I, well. Uh, thank, you, yeah. thank you. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the On Purpose Parents podcast. Kurt Johnston. Grace Yoon. Hello, everybody. Producer Chris. You over can call in me the corner. Board Bender Chris. Oh, board why? Bender. What's that mean? What a surfer. Like, it's oh, like, what? I don't know. Have I you been it was surfing? Cool no, surfing? No, you know what? You're right. <laughs> you know what? You, you got it right. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never ever heard the phrase board bender. <laughs> In my life. The actual one surfer in this room right now is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I, and that, gosh, knowing what I know about surfing, if you're a board bender, is that good or bad? Yeah. I, that I, sounds, I thought it was That good. sounds bad. It sounds bad. You don't want your board uh, to bend. No, well... Interesting. Well, interestingly enough, you want a certain amount of flex okay, in, your, yes. in your board. Yes. So you do want it to flex a little With bit. With you, but not bend. bend. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Anyway. Well, hey, it's again. it's good to see you guys. It's good to be yeah. back. It's yeah. been this, a hot minute. It's been With a hot Kurt. three weeks. Hot three three weeks. episodes. Yeah, three episodes. How'd you guys do without me? Let's just let's know. just be honest. Grace, I, Grace I, carried us. Yeah. As no, normal. She no. just she's fantastic. And Chris was great. great. Chris was great in the hot seat. We missed you. We had a uh, surf pictures up on the wall you in your it, honor. You call it the hot seat. I call it the chair of wisdom. The chair of wisdom. <laughs> that <I'm>, wow. That <laughs> that's almost as bad as board bender. And that's almost that's almost like what are you talking about? Well, it, when you were gone and I was sitting in it was chair of despair. <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna say. I I I nice listened. Rhyme. What are we? Yeah, well, I, I listened to all three episodes, and Chris, you're great. Yeah. Here's what I think about when I hear Chris sitting in the chair doing the of podcast. despair. He, <laughs> he's right, just here so, it comes. He's just so warm. Yes. He's That's just a really he's good word. He's just so warm mm -hmm. and reassuring. Encouraging. Encouraging. Like, his voice yeah. is like very soothing too. Oh, yeah. Like it's Grace. Like, Yes. Purr. It has yes. this like kind of he is, supple he, nature Chris to it. Chris is to talking what Barry White is to singing. Oh wow! <laughs> got, I got, made me a little romantic. Chris made me a little bit romantic. While I was, <laughs> okay, where are we going with I this? Well, hey, um, as we do, we've found a, a good little rhythm, and we just did a three-episode series. Talking about resiliency, specifically stress. Yeah. Building up our kids' self-esteem. How can they deal with failures in their lives? How do they think about failure? Yeah. And how do they handle stress? Are all right. things that can help build a resilient right. kid. So if you missed any of the last three episodes, or if you have a friend who you think, man, it would be awesome for them to hear this. 
Um, resiliency is one of, I think, one of mm. the biggest character traits or mm-hmm. qualities, qualities or skills yeah. that we can build into our children is a, this, this ability to rebound, mm-hmm. to bounce back, yep. to mm-hmm. overcome, right? To yep. get back up when you've gotten knocked down, All the, however mm-hmm. you want to phrase it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, resiliency is a really big deal. I was watching a show. Um, it was the it was an episode of um, comedians getting coffee in cars or whatever that oh, is okay. with yeah, Jerry yeah, yeah. Seinfeld. That's great. And they saw some kid on a skateboard, and Jerry Seinfeld made this statement. He said, "You know what? People give skateboarders a a bad rap. When I look at a teenager skating, I think that kid's going to be okay because they have failed uh, so many times." trying to figure out how to do that trick right how to write they've broken their wrists mm-hmm. they've fallen and yet they were dedicated they figured it out and so when i people people bad mouth teenage skaters i look at them and think you've built up the skill yep, they're gonna of be resiliency. they're gonna be okay it's, and it's a resiliency yeah. statement yeah so if you That's haven't pretty cool if you haven't listened to that please do today as is part of our routine we're going to do a q a mm-hmm. and then next week we're going to take one question that we didn't address today that we thought Needs a little bit. We'll dedicate a whole episode. A whole on episode that. to that. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, so let's jump right into it, Chris. These are random questions, not around a topic necessarily. Yeah, or well, they're not connected to each other. Yeah, no, they they're not really. But they've all come in since it's kind of back to school time right now, yeah. and they all have that theme to it—a back to school theme. But the first question is, how can I best support my child as we transition back to school? Mm. Great, relevant well, question. You're in the. You're, <laughs> I feel like we both need to just yield to Grace because she's got yeah, two she's daughters. Right who are, she's right in it. Yeah. So okay. Talk to us, Grace. Yes. Yeah, so my thought to this question, and and really my thoughts apply to any kind of transition. I think it's not just the transition of going back to school, but the process of any change. What change does in general is that I think it's really important that we just acknowledge and embrace that transition periods are uncomfortable, they're awkward. And they're potentially stressful Mm. and challenging for everyone involved. And that may seem like an obvious statement, but the reason why I wanted to point that out is I think a lot of times when change happens and then we go through a period of transition to to the new norm, right? Because we're changing from the old norm to the new norm to the new reality. When we're in that period of transition, things are not as smooth or Mm. as comfortable or as familiar as we want it to be. And that means that mistakes could happen or we might get into more of an argument or things are a little bit more intense in our conversation. Everything's heightened a little bit. Everything's a little bit heightened and maybe a little bit more anxious. Some people might feel anxious about it, like the unknown, the un... It's not just familiar. And there can be this subliminal thought that, oh, this season of transition is now my reality. This is what's going to be forever. And mentally we can get more stressed out. We add on to the stress that already exists in a period of transition because we think like when there's a change and I, and I could just think about this, even at like work when there's transition and things aren't as smooth during that period of transition, you think, Oh, this is going to be terrible. This is what life is going to be like forever. And things aren't great. But the reality is, is that period of transition is a transition. Mm -hmm. It's temporary. And so when we kind of approach it with the mindset that, hey, let's expect that things are going to be a little wonky, that may be clunky. We might not be, we may like forget to do things or there may be 
a lot of adjustments that we point out that we didn't do well this first time around, yep. that's perfectly okay. So when we have that as parents, we can breathe a little bit of peace into our home mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah. And just then, I think the important thing is then creating that safe space for our kids that when they experience those discomforts of transition period, we can give them that encouragement back and that affirmation that this is totally normal. Right. This is cool. We're going to work this out together. And don't forget, in like about a month, we're going to get this. Right. It'll be smoother sailing. Right. So don't catastrophize. What is the word? Catastrophize? I, 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 catastrophize. Catastrophize? <laughs> Over exaggerate, yes, yes, like uh, overemphasize the what feels uncomfortable now to be something bigger than what what will be in the future. Yes, it's it's really kind of like saying yes, right now is really tough. Yes, but I think you're going to get used to this. You're going to get better at A, B, C, or D. Yes, exactly. Um, Shauna Ninquist, does that name ring a bell with either of you? She's an author, a mom, very well very popular author and she writes a lot of mom stuff and Christian living stuff, but they made it this, they made a huge transition in their kids. I think we're probably about your kid's age. Okay. And they moved like to another state, a different part of the country. And when they got in the new schools, their kids were coming home saying, we, I, I I'm no good at math mm. I'm not, because they were a little, this, this new school was a little further ahead than their old school or whatever. So they had some catching up to do. Yeah. And, and they were, and they were catastrophizing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> catastrophizing. They, they were catastrophizing. There is some word. Yes. Um, and, and she had a great statement where she said, how about if we say this? We, 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 we were, well, how'd she phrase it? Something like, we're not great at it yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not great at it yet. Yeah. We haven't learned that yet. We're not all the way there yet. Yes. Right. But we'll get there. But it's, it. it's, it's okay to say, instead of saying, I'm terrible, this is terrible. I'm no. You just haven't, you haven't learned that yet. Mm-hmm. You're not all the way there yet. Um, is I think kind of what you're saying too. Yes. Is, yep. It's okay to acknowledge where we're at and then kind of pivot and say, but it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. It's, and that was kind of my point was that's good. the acknowledging seems to be a favorite word because you had acknowledge yeah. and I have acknowledge, but acknowledge the anxiety, acknowledge the fear, acknowledge the struggle of this new school mm-hmm. year the nervousness um, and, and reinforce or focus on the positives. Mm. So I think we, we, what we don't want to do is minimize the fears, the anxiety. Hey, don't worry about it. You don't right. want, you, you don't want to do that. Right. Cause then that, that's, that's, that's minimizing what might be a very small, why are you, why are you struggling with that? Yeah. For, to us. Exactly. What's very small to us is a big deal to our kid in mm-hmm. the moment. So we want to acknowledge that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know transitions are tough. Man, I know, you know, it's your first day or your first week, your first month by the time this episode breaks of junior high. Right. Yeah, I know junior high is scary. Right. You, you have acknowledge to find your locker. That. And let's talk about yeah. that. And, and now, hey, but there's some good stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like, what's been going right at school? Yeah. What are you enjoying? What are you finding out that that you're better at than you thought? Mm. And so really kind of helping them frame it in a way that is honoring and acknowledging to the struggle. Mm. But don't don't let them live there. Right. You're channeling you're, it. You're, you're, you're kind of channeling right. it towards we're on this journey. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm a lot of what I, I I don't need to say much more because so much of what I would have said is exactly what you said. So that's awesome. I love that. Oh, I did want to add one more thing. Just another practical thing parents could do is also, um, during this time, especially is to think intentionally about creating a consistent routine Mm -hmm. and then prioritizing sleep. So that's just a little Mm. practical tip. Because summer times, you know, it's a lot more loosey-goosey, maybe like late night watching movies. I'm just speaking for for my own kids. It's like, it's fine. Yeah, sure. Stay up till 11. Ah, It's fine. Summer rules are different than school year rules. It is. And that's cool. That's great. Um, But there are a lot of studies that show that there are incredible positive outcomes when there is routine. Because it creates a sense of stability and predictability for the kids. So they feel in control of their environment. It makes them feel safe and secure. They know what's Mm -hmm. happening next. They know how to handle an activity because they've gotten some advanced warning for that. Now, this isn't saying you have to be like super regimented. If you're a parent that likes to be scheduled, I mean, this could make you maybe like incredibly inflexible. That's not what I'm saying. But if you're maybe on the other end of just kind of being loosey-goosey and, oh, my kid is stressed, so I'm just going right. to go with the flow. Actually, having a routine set up and some sort of predictable schedule and then being a little bit maybe more of a stickler early mm-hmm. on about putting your kids to bed on time yeah. and allowing them to get adequate sleep can really just provide a lot That's of good. health That's in good. that situation. When we were raising our kids, we had a friend who she would purposely get into the school year routine about a week before school started. Oh, nice. Just to ease them into it because the whole thing, Hey, this summer's loose yeah, and we don't have too many rules, but instead of doing a a cold Turkey, she did a one week, like transition easing in. Yeah. That's great. That's so good that like the two things that I heard you guys saying, you in particular, uh, grace were like promote healthy habits, you know, with, with the routine and Kurt, you were like, be present. It's important to be present as a parent. And I think promoting healthy habits, we can kind of go overboard with one of the particular domains of their life. Like it's it's the intellectual one right now. Mm. So we're just going to make sure that, you know, and the, that becomes the whole focus when it's like, well, no, there's the physical piece too. Mm. You know, they right. need plenty of sleep. They need to be eating healthy because that affects their mood and their energy level. And uh, supplements, mm-hmm. you know, important to take supplements and, um, yeah, just, just the, the whole exercise piece is, is important too. getting right, outside being active, and being playing. active, but then there's also the spiritual element that's mm-hmm. important to keep too, right? Reminding the kids, Hey, connect with God throughout the day, every day, you know, just go to him in prayer, you know, at school and cause we want him to s- succeed both inside and outside the classroom mm-hmm. during this time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Kurt, you're, what I was thinking with you is just how a lot of times, uh, I know I, I did this for, for so many years. You're, you're dropping the kids off, taking them and, and, and they're doing their homework and there's all this separation, you mm-hmm. know, you're doing your thing, they're doing their thing. And I, I think for us to just show up, to be present, and to listen, mm. be, a, be a great listener, ask questions, let them, and just process with them. Right. So, you don't have good. to solve everything right no, away. Yeah. yeah. Great. Thank you, Chris. Good input. Okay. Another uh, question. My child seems to be having a tough time making friends. <clears throat> Do you have any advice on how I can provide the right support during this phase? Mm. 
Big question. Big question. Friendship question. Yep. Well, I'll lead with the word acknowledge. That's, like, that's, <laughs> that's the word of the day. <laughs> that's the word of the day. Brought to you by. That and castrification. <laughs> castrification. Oh, something different. Hold on. Hold on. Catastrophic. 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 Castrification. <laughs> that would be catastrophic. Would be. Wow. <laughs> Both words are wrong, but we get the point. Okay. Right. Hopefully. So. Hopefully it's coming across. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Acknowledge. Yes. <laughs> I would I would start with a friendship conversations are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we just need to acknowledge to ourselves as parents. Because sometimes the older we get, the the further removed we we are from the years when the friendship thing was as big a deal. Right, right. Right. By the time we're our age, first of all, by the time we're our age, our friendships are still a big deal. But they're probably not as fraught with anxiety mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. my friendships aren't shifting day to day. I'm right. I'm not afraid of saying the wrong thing to the cool kid and being shunned, <laughs> you know. Like but but friendships are a big deal. Right. But sometimes we we take we project our adult understanding of the friendship mm-hmm. journey onto our third grade kids. Right. Or onto our junior high kid. Junior high is the classic time <laughs> when yeah. friendships go bonkers yeah. and they start shifting. Um, elementary age friendships oftentimes are a little bit more consistent. They're oftentimes because mom and dad are friends with these people. So I'm friends because of proximity or we're, we're on the same baseball team or whatever, you know, junior high, it gets bonkers. Junior high, it suddenly becomes a lot more like who's in, who's out. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Um, and in junior high, kids begin to shift their friendships a lot Mm. because it's like, well, I've always been friends with Bobby, but now Bobby's totally into sports and I'm not, I'm not as much. I'm more into gaming or, or Mm -hmm. reading or whatever it is. And so I look for other friends who are into gaming and sometimes parents will say, but you've always been friends with Bobby. You can't, you can't not Mm. be friends with Bobby. And I would encourage our parents to recognize that as a, as your kids enter early adolescence, yeah, it's healthy and natural and normal for the friendships to start shifting. Mm. You have to coach them and guide them. And how do you do that in a healthy way? If you're not going to be friends with Bobby anymore, how do you, how do you navigate that? Well, and maybe talk to Bobby and, and Bobby, right. you know, sometimes things naturally, a lot of friendships naturally. So parents, I would encourage you to embrace the fact that their friendship circles might change. Mm-hmm. Pay attention because mm-hmm. you got to pay attention to who they're friends with as they get older. Because mm-hmm. the consequences, the consequences of a unhealthy friendship circle, mm. the consequences are, are are bigger and bigger as your kids get older and older. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandson Miller, he's three, about to turn three. I don't, you know, I don't know if there's any punky three-year-olds. In it, but, like, hey, hey, buddy, friendship bro, bro, dude, don't, you know, don't hang out with that three-year-old. He's smoking cigarettes behind you know, um, during the puppet show at church or whatever. Um, but elementary, junior high, high school, hey, parents, yeah. like, pay attention to those friendships. Um, so to to help your kids navigate this, I think is not a one-time. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. a one time. We're going to talk to them about the importance of of good friends, and, and then, then check it, it off our yeah. box. It's it, you have to be dialed into this one all the time, mm. and talking to them and paying attention and 
and asking them questions instead of saying, man, why in the world are you friends with Bobby? He's a dipstick, right? You can't do that. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, talk to me. Hey, talk. I, I noticed you're becoming better and better friends with Bobby. Talk to me about that. What What, what is it about him that, that you really like? And Right. And so oh, then, like then you yeah. earn, then you earn the chips to say, well, here's something I've noticed that I think you should maybe pay attention to because mm-hmm. it could, it could cause some struggles. Um, so, but acknowledge as a parent, how big of a deal all that is mm-hmm. to them. We understand the importance of it, but we're not caught up in it. Our kids are caught up in it. Right. And their sense of popularity and self-esteem and their place, their place in, on the, the, the ladder at school. So much of that perception wise and reality, the way the teenage child world works is kind of connected to their friendships. And so we want to really kind of acknowledge the seriousness of that and be appropriately engaged in, in helping them navigate that. And I would just have lots of conversations mm. about what are you looking for in a friend? Mm. Yep. What, kind, what kind of friend are you trying to be? Mm. Like you, you should be the kind of friend you hope you to want. find. Yeah. You should be the kind of friend that you want. Like, so yeah. just having those conversations, there's a little bit of preemptive planning so that as they go out there, because you don't have to be friends with everybody. You don't. Yeah, that's right. You, you, you don't have to be friends with everybody, even some nice kids. Right. You know, you don't have to be friends with every nice kid. Mm-hmm. You have to be friendly. Kind. You have, be, you have to be kind. Yeah. But you don't have to become buddies with everybody who you could become buddies with. Yeah. And just helping them navigate all that kind of stuff. Um, if there's a parent out there, and I'm not sure if this is the question, if this is a heart behind the question, like, well, my, my child just doesn't make friends well. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm is having a hard time finding friends. That's, that's a tough one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk to them about that. <clears throat> um, let them know that, it, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's one or two buddies. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't need 15. Like maybe, who, and, and help them think through like, well, am I, and, and again, these conversations are easier with older kids, right? But are you the kind of person, are you acting and behaving and treating people in a way that, you know, the Bible says, if if you want friends, you have you to be you have friend. to be friendly, yeah. right? right? So you are are how are you perceived? How are you treating people? Are you the kind of and if those if you can kind of check those boxes off, friendships will come to you eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Friendships will come to you. Eventually. I love the word you said a few times was navigate, and really the essence of what you described is that it's not a one size fits all because the scenario can be different, the child can be different. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. just you you exemplifying some of the questionings, like how you might ask your own child, hey, what's going on with Bobby? And I think that's so beautiful because you're not just trying to solve the problem. It's right. not like you didn't say, okay, you're not going to be friends with Bobby, but you're going to be friends with Joe. There, I right. solved it. Here, right. go, go do it. It's more you're inviting them into being reflective about their own journey and their experience. And I think that's actually more empowering to the child in their journey of friendship than just saying this is the solution and drawing a conclusion, but you're inviting them to actually be thoughtful themselves. Like, okay, is it something I'm doing? Um, Is it something I could maybe be more proactive on my end? Like, I don't have to always wait to, you know, for someone to say hi to me. Could I say hi to somebody? Like getting them to think about that. Um, That goes into just the thing that I wanted to share too was, I think it's really important to keep in mind that making friends is a journey and that 
people go at it at different paces or just completely looks different. So like an extroverted child may have a lot of friends. Right. And it just looks like they have this vibrant social life compared to maybe someone who's more introverted may have like one best friend. Yeah. And like not really into hanging out with a bunch of other people in a group. And an extroverted parent looks at that and says, why don't you have more friends? Yes. And the child's an introvert going... I don't need more. Friends. Right. Like you think like an extroverted parent might be like, Concerned. my child's a loner. Right. Or or something's wrong. Right. Now, I like what you said is to be dialed in and pay attention because, again, there isn't like a one size fits all. Like there could be an introverted child that does need help with making friends. Right. But it also could be that they're OK and we just encourage the friendships that they have. But yep. your point of pay attention what's actually going on with your child is it your anxiety or is it something that does Mm. need help you can just be more aware of what's going on and i'll give the example like i do have that with my own two girls my older girl karis is the more extroverted type so she just naturally makes friends during her elementary school we had so many birthday party invites like we were just always like getting invited to you know chuck e cheese here or park birthday party yeah but with zoe we thought last year we're like Zoe, did you did you get invited to any birthday parties? And we were like, well, maybe one, but we were out of town. And and so there is a stark difference. Yes. My second child, Zoe, is doesn't really need that crowd as much. In fact, she really dials in one-on-one really well. I think she is more of an introvert in nature. Um, and so the question could be, are we concerned? Is one better than the other? And our Sam and I's our assessment right now is we're not concerned because when Zoe is with her friends, it's very healthy. Right. Like she's, it's not like, you know, if we notice certain social uh, skills that we need to develop, we'll talk about it, but we don't see too much of that. Right. It's more just, she just doesn't. She's wired different. She's just wired yeah. differently. Yeah. And she's actually okay being by herself more than Karis. Karis is like, who's coming? Who's coming? Right. I want to know <laughs> who's there. Yeah. Um, and, and so just, you know, that's just something mindset to keep in mind for parents. And then some practical tips, if you want to encourage that, is you could look for extracurricular activities that your kids enjoy and to help them just create that environment to meet mm-hmm. peers with yeah, similar interests. Yep. You could arrange play dates with, you know, families that you like, you know, and just see if that yep. works out with your kids as well. Because sometimes one on one and not necessarily like a school setting might be more yep. conducive for the your child to get more comfortable and break the ice. Um, You can role play to teach some social skills. And you were alluding to that, Kurt, about just helping the child be aware. How am I showing up as a friend or in this social group? Am I like, am I aware of the vibe that I'm giving out? So you can practice that at home. And, and again, the last thing I'll say is you can really, as again, the whole, the way it looks like externally can be different, but as long as you are building the skills of friendship and social interactions at home between you and your child, between the siblings, then eventually they will make the friends yeah. at the right time, yeah. at the right pace. Yeah. It's, you know, are they developing in their character, in their social skills? Um, and you just focus on that. And then the, the number of people or the quality of friendships will come at the yeah, right time. That's good. There's an old saying, and they use it for like, people who are looking for a, a, a mate, a, you know, people who are having a hard time dating or whatever. Hey, don't worry. There's a lid for every pot. Oh. <laughs> right? there, there's a lid for every pot. And I think that applies to friendship too. Mm-hmm. Like there, there, there is somebody for everybody. Yes. Everybody has people who want to be their friends. <clears throat> um, it'll come to you in time. And 
one one final thought on this would be every now and then it might be okay to recognize if this is true that your child is working so hard to be accepted and included mm-hmm. in a circle of kids that just for whatever reason is closed to the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where you say, you know what? You're amazing. Yeah. You're awesome. You're wonderful. Mm-hmm. If they want to miss out on having you as a friend, that's okay. But quit working so hard to be yeah. accepted by a group of that's kids good. who, for whatever reason, they're just not into you. I don't know. That's not the right way to say it. You got to say it softly. Yeah. Right, but, but, but pivot a little bit. Yeah. Like, like there's, there's, there's kids at your school who want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to quit fixating so much on being accepted by this group of kids That's good. and look for the kids who would welcome you into their friendship circle. Yeah. That's kind of like in line with your, um, the answer to the other question, which is you're acknowledging their feeling, but then you also help them pivot Right. as a parent. You have that influence to. Yeah acknowledge where they're at, but then guide them towards where should I fixate my thoughts on? That's really good. Love that. Well, I'm trying to be a part of this surfer culture. So I come in with the (laughs) board board breaker. Chris. Yes. Fuck was well, Kurt. Um, We will, we will not accept you. (laughs) No, now you you need to take him. Now you need to take him to the next surfing adventure. I'm going to still try, man. I think I can, I think I can weasel my board way vendors in. international board, board breakers. <laughs> you know, but I, I, Kurt, I like what you said about the the idea of is your child struggling with having friendships? Is this kind of like a pattern in their life, or is mm. it a time even of when you were talking? It made me think of uh, like a time of transition. We moved from California to Florida, three thousand miles. We knew nobody where right. we were at. And my kids were in elementary school, junior high school, and high school. And the the younger ones, the girls, man, Macy, Joy, and Kaylee, they connected so well, so fast. My son, Jacob, man, the first month was, oh, gosh, okay, <clears throat> excuse me. The, the first, it's still coming up. <laughs> Parenting's so crazy and hard. Uh, but... Um, he was eating lunches alone. Mm. He was at you know snack time alone, like completely by himself. Mm. And when I would talk with him afterwards, you know the girls are great, and then, but uh, Buddy's like, oh my, I I I don't understand, Dad. It's just it's so. But oh, he's more yeah. introverted with that. So right. I said it'll just take some time, kind of yeah. like what you guys are saying. The just take some time. Yeah. So he he got involved in a sport and was doing and. Yeah. So, but it's hard to see your kids go through mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And then it's also because you're so busy with so many things, it's hard to sit there and listen to them <laughs> and think about, gosh, do I need to know all these, this advice to give? I mean, parenting is so tough on so mm. many levels, yeah. right? But uh, yeah, the stuff you guys shared was super helpful, I know. Yeah, that's, so, for the uh, third question. How do you suggest we strike a balance between academic expectations and letting our child simply enjoy Mm. being a kid? Well, I'm going to go first and let Grace share good input. (laughs) Yeah. Because because my answers are going to be very direct and very opinionated on one side. Oh, okay. And that is... Who cares about academics? Oh, wow. (laughs) You're laying it down. Who cares? (laughs) The younger they are, the less you give a crud about academics. They'll learn to read. They'll learn to write. They'll learn whatever the math is at the moment. New math, old math, whatever the math is. They'll figure it out. 
Um, not every kid is going to go to college. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. okay. That's okay. Some kids are going to make more money as a welder than the girl or the boy who has their master's degree and they're a, a college adjunct professor. Mm -hmm. And mom and dad are pushing and hoping they'll go to college and get their master's and walk away with $100,000 in debt yeah. to make <laughs> to make 30% less than the welder. The welder. <laughs> um, so I, I think academics do matter. I just think what you want to pay attention to are all the other things that matter. Mm-hmm. Their character, mm -hmm. right? Are they yep. kind? Are they honest? Do they have social intelligence? Mm -hmm, Forget mm -hmm. about in, if you look at. I'm going to say if you look at the studies, I don't know what the studies are. <laughs> Greg, Greg, Grace knows what the studies are. Yeah. There's some studies. <laughs> if you Let's look, see. if you look at the studies, with very few exceptions, there's always these outliers. But when it comes to long-term financial success in X industry, it doesn't really matter what industry, emotional intelligence mm -hmm. and social intelligence is always more important than intellect. Mm -hmm. So I would just really pay attention to helping our kids develop social skills, the character traits, your family values, all that stuff, and put academics in their proper place because they, mm. they do play a role. They, they, we're all college educated. We all have advanced degrees in this room. Mm -hmm. So we get it. We get it. Right. You're not saying I'm, quit school I'm and don't saying, study. I'm not saying quit school and don't study. I am saying you might want to tell your graduating senior to quit school and quit studying mm. and lean into some other area that they're wired to do. My son dropped out of college and he mm -hmm. makes significantly more money than I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put it out there. Uh, so, I mean, well, he knows, he knows. I mean, <laughs> so uh, he, he reminds me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, he can, doesn't we, let you forget. <laughs> we compare, we compare cars and we compare. Um, but we had a moment because we had been leaning into, we knew he wasn't wired for college, but we've been kind of leaning into it. Yeah. And he, I'm so proud of him because he manned up and came to us and said, mom and dad, I'm just, mm. it's not what I want to do. Here's a different plan. And he, he had, had a plan. A, he had a yeah. plan. And so we said, well, you know yourself better than we do. And we trust you. And our job is just, just to help you succeed in life. Mm -hmm. And so we will pivot our, our, our expertise and our prayers and our, we'll put wind in your sail in a different direction mm. than we were when, when it came to college, if that right. makes sense. You yeah. Know? So anyway, those, those are my, yeah, those are my and, thoughts. And the thing that you said at the very end, because some people may hear that like academic is not the most important thing, hearing you say that, and they might immediately associate that with this, you don't want your kid to be successful. Right. But that is not what you said, because at the very end, what you said was our job is to make our child support our child, our son in being successful in life. Right. It's just we are tuned in to figuring out what is that path. Yes. And that path may not be going to get a doctorate right. as the roadway yes. to success. Yes. So now, you're not like abdicating your role no. of supporting your children right. in success in life. And the tension is you sure do want them to have the option. 
Right. Right. Yeah. So you got to be careful. And, and I think that's probably where this question comes from. Right. If more and more, if they do want to go to college, you got to start thinking about that in junior high. So you take the right junior high classes. Right. So, you, so yeah. you can take the right high school classes so you can. And so there's like this, you, you work backwards and realize academics do matter if I'm going to go to college. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not suggesting you just blow that all out. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, happens. I'm, 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 I'm merely reminding parents that the path is different for every kid. Mm-hmm. And some of, some of your kids, you have to light a fire under them to think about academics. Mm-hmm. Some of your kids... You might need to dial it back and say, don't worry about it so much. Mm. Don't If you don't get into the college you want directly, if you're on a wait list, if you put on the wait list for a college, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And mom and dad, it's not the end of the world if your son or daughter gets put on the wait list. We, we Parents always get accused of living vicariously through their children mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. it comes to sports and things. We live vicariously through our kids when it comes to academics oh, yeah. and what school they get into. The grade, the that grade, they get. and it's embarrassing. The if my my yeah. daughter has to go to community college for two years. Praise the Lord, she wants to go to community college for two years. Think how much money it saves. <laughs> yeah, and she's still gonna she's still gonna graduate from the same four year university, but it's gonna cost her half as much. Yeah. Anyway, right? I, no, I got off my soapbox. No, that was great. <laughs> Appreciate that perspective and sort of you know you dropping down the what is the frame the gauntlet there. <laughs> um, my my thoughts actually are not. Quite they're, so firm. No, maybe, <laughs> quite. They're, maybe not quite so firm, but they're not inconsistent with what you're saying. Okay. And so my first thought was, really, it's. I think this is such a great question that the parent asked because it shows some, I think, inkling or awareness that a well-rounded childhood, and I'm going to speak more from a younger child perspective, is not just about academic success. Mm. And it's actually... It's, it's also, I mean, found so many studies that we've talked about in past podcast episodes that we've done that how play and relaxation within a kid's life plays such a vital role in their emotional and cognitive development. Mm. So the play is not just for play sake. When kids are playing, whether it's sports or with friends or kind of this unstructured free time, their brain is developing ways in ways that actually can help their academic uh, journey. So there's a lot of studies about that too. So one thought there is to help figure out this balance between academic and um, just letting kids be kids is I definitely encourage parents to create that schedule for unstructured time of play. And I think for parents right now uh, in with parents of kids my age, having unstructured time is actually very uncommon. There's a lot of pressure right now because we are so tapped into so many resources and everything's online and you can see things that are happening is to structure every part of the day. You go to school and then afterwards you go to volleyball practice and then after that you have piano practice and then you got to get ready for bed and the next day you do this and then if it's sort of like downtime, you see all your other parent friends like, oh, we're just going to the, the soccer game or the football game and you're like, Oh, wait, what are we, what are we doing? Right. Like, what do we got to do? So there is this tremendous pressure to be busy and, and all of those activities are not bad. A lot of those extra extracurricular or school or chess or chess class or all of those things are great, but that unstructured period of time of play is also something that you could weave in. And if it's woven in, don't feel bad about it. Right. Don't feel guilty about it because actually 
having our kids be bored, right? Because that's another thing that we sometimes get super sensitive about. If kids are like, oh, I'm bored. We're like, oh, you're bored. Oh, my gosh. We got to like find something for you to do. But actually, there are other studies I remember reading, and this really helped me, is being bored helps kids be creative. Right. They can think for themselves, like, well, what do I want to do with my time? No one is spoon feeding me some right. stimulation. I have to think of some stimulation for my right. brain myself. I have to learn sort of that discomfort of like yep. stillness before yep. the activity. Yep. I remember um, that was just one thing is when my kids come up to me after I read that article or, the, or that study, a lot of times it's this joke now in my family, but my kids will come up to me and they'll be like, oh, I'm bored. And then I'll be like, oh, I have a great idea. And their eyes get really big and they're like, what? And I'm like, oh, you can use your imagination. <laughs> and then, of course, they're like, they groan. But like they keep falling for it so many times. And, yeah. I, and then I cackle and That's I crack hilarious. up because they keep coming to me I'm yeah. like, oh, I got it. And then they're like all like pumped up and I'm like you can and then they they know now they're like ah but then what they do is they'll run off and they'll use their imagination right, right. and they'll be great I was not allowed to say I'm bored as a kid <gasps> really yeah my if I said it my parents got so upset and it was go do something I call it the lost art of staring at clouds Mm, oh, I love that. It's the That's lost beautiful, art actually. of staring at clouds, right? And it, it's it's a little bit of a stereotype and a meme of kids laying on their back in a field looking at the clouds going, that one looks like a lamb. That one looks like a motorcycle. That one looks like a board bender, right? Or whatever. <laughs> um, but we don't, kids don't do that anymore. Right. It's a lot. It's the lost art of using our imagination mm, yeah. and filling downtime. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing I'll say is, um, Again, just to not say that we're completely devaluing academics and studying and the, the benefits that come from having discipline and doing things that you don't necessarily want to do. Like studying might not be the best thing. But the other thing that I will say then to that is there's a way that I think parents can merge both the play and the academics, and they don't have to be this dichotomous thing that are fighting. Because, again, there are studies that say Learning is actually mm -hmm. a very emotional experience. Right. The best learning that happens is actually when people are engaged in positive emotions. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, when you're happy or when you're engaged or you're curious or you have wonder or excitement, you will retain the information that someone is feeding you in a deeper way and be able to then... Um, you know, kind of remember that and use that in your future, like learning yeah. and studying. And so I think there's this <coughs> thought that like, oh, academics is boring and studying and then playtime is all fun, but like loose. And it's this this too extreme. Right. But I think we can open our eyes as parents to think, how can we create an environment where learning is also exciting yeah. and fun? And the way that I think my t practical tip here would be to implement this is to encourage and to acknowledge and praise the effort of learning. Because if you just focus on the academic grade, then learning becomes not fun because right. it becomes pressure. It either becomes I have to keep maintaining this A plus and then I will do whatever it takes to do that. And it's not really about learning. It's just about the image of a grade. Um, but if you encourage the effort, you can say, what did, what did you learn? Okay, mm -hmm. maybe you didn't do so great great that's on good. that that's test, really right. but did you learn something in the process? Oh, that's so cool. Like, right. how can we use this and this? And are you interested in this subject? Or you can make learning that's fun good. 
by still encouraging homework, studying, yeah. just maybe emphasizing the journey of learning, not necessarily what are what grade are you bringing back That's to me so on a report good. card? Do you think as we wrap up this episode, do you think it's too simplistic to say aim for the aim for a healthy balance mm-hmm. and nudge yourself as a parent and your child, whatever direction you need to nudge them towards academics, towards relax play. play, nudge them the way they need to be nudged mm. to reach that healthy middle 50-50 or whatever. Like maybe maybe it's that simple. Yeah. Is aim for the middle, a balance of the two, and nudge. Depending on their personality. Depending on their personality. And, yeah. yeah. Um, my, just some, something to think about. I hey, like it. Everybody, thanks so That's much good. for sticking around for this episode, and we will see you soon. Go look at some clouds. Oh, by the way, go look at some clouds. By the way, if you want to look at last episodes right up here, if you want to subscribe, you can do that right down here. We appreciate it. Hit like, make a comment, suggest a topic. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye.